Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jay. Oh, hi. Sorry. <laughs> That'll be that was, uh, gonna be planned. Well, welcome to it. Oh, oh, we forgot that she forgot that she is here. This is our friend Jill. Jill is here today. Yay. Hi. Uh, Jill Lawhead is, me. is our guest for today. Jill had me working very hard yesterday on my day off. On Ooh. getting email subscribers to my oh, blog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I saw that. I also subscribed. I, I saw, that. saw that. Yeah. How many I, subscribers do you have so far? Three. <laughs> here, Wait, here we you are. Haven't said oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it is 15 degrees hotter today so than it was. It's so hot. I did not think it could be hotter than the Jimmy era. And you guys are both in jeans. You I know, know what? Jimmy, Jimmy goes, Jill, just, just so you know, it's really warm in that room. It I was like, Jimmy, 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 you're not a good gauge of that. I got a question for all of you guys. What's up? Yeah, buddy. Okay. Imagine that you had a um, a um, Prince and the Popper situation or a um, Parent Trap starring Lindsay Lohan situation. Wow. Thank you for making there's... that relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back here. <laughs> and there was a doppelganger that's not, oh. not like us. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, there was a nice situation where you could switch with someone who was uh, of a famous station in life. Mm. What would your hope to be? Like, would you like to switch with a queen or a king? Or would you like to I would like to switch. Star? I'm going to answer this immediately. I would like to switch with a um, athlete, professional athlete, but specifically a snowboarder. I would love Ooh. to be a snowboarder yes. so badly. Do, when we no, switch, do we get their skills? No, no yeah. you're still you. You're still oh. No, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I'd be really bad at it, but I would love, like, I'm thinking about making myself take a really expensive class that I will not be able to afford but I'm, I'm I know I'd look good in the suit so about snowboarding or just this is a new topic oh no, <laughs> snowboarding <laughs> I don't have to be good at it I just have to look good yeah and and those cool snowboard goggles and whatever else snowboarders oh you, you know like the snowboard yeah the I could rock it yeah would I be good at it no but you said snowboard like seven times <laughs> that one sentence did I explain that I wanted to be a snowboarder you know you can dress like a snowboarder without actually snowboarding? That's true. I have to they do it like once. Dress like a snowboarder? Yes. Or snowboard. Dress to, like a snowboarder yes. <laughs> for um, Halloween, but have a Halloween party in January, where it makes sense. And then just be like, oh. I'm dressed up. We're doing that. I'm pretending to be, yeah, we should. <laughs> Everyone comes in ski goggles. We're, we're all, can't take your goggles your off. We're all inside, yep. like your goggles are fogging up, but you can't take them off. So it's Halloween for costumes that are too uh, warm to wear. Inappropriate. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the fall. What, what would your uh, doppelganger situation be? I went to an extremely introverted place, which is, I think, telling. Um, but I would like to switch with an author who is very well established and good, but hasn't written anything for a bunch of years mm. and is totally getting away with it. Like, has enough money from the success previous and might write something again. He has, like, a nice reading room. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But has, like, completely withdrawn from the public eye, but, like, everybody's totally cool with it because he's an author and he's... He's like an owl that sits on his desk that he pets. Who is the best example of that? Who is the best example of that right now? Right now, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I swear it's not something. I'm trying to think of somebody that's like gone away for a while. Like Stephen King did that for a bit. Yeah, that like he'd just disappear for a while. Let's put it this way: so if you have a witness protection program situation, yeah, you saw, you were. you you were witness you to could a have crime. Asked. Okay, sorry, never mind. And the cops say we will get you. You can you have to testify. We will we will give you a new life. Mm-hmm. You have to shut off everything from everybody else. But you can have this new life, and you get to pick your name, and your location and occupation. I won't pick you there. First off, what's your name? <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was Roger, but I'm not gonna go by that. Okay. <laughs> So it's Roger. Last name Roger? Uh, Stevens. First name Steve. Steve Rogers. <laughs> oh, I do love Captain America. He's pretty great. He's um, oh, wait, I don't have to answer this first. I'm still... I think of very mediocre things. Like you said, if I had to go anywhere and like be completely disconnected and you know whatever, I immediately thought of I'd want to be a tour guide. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like specifically... In a really cool place, like um, a zip lining tour guide in New Zealand. Oh yeah, you so know, like different. So I just get to ride zip lines and make people laugh. 
That's, that's yeah. I think that's what tour guides do. They yeah, just they ride the zip lines themselves and then make people laugh. That's all that the job requires. Also, also, is a tour guide necessary on the zip line? Here's the beginning. Here's the end. Yeah. Uh, well, like it's I'll like a. Well, like, we'll laugh, we'll laugh our way down. No, you need a guide. Like you need like a person going with you. To take you to the top. Yeah, yeah. I can't come up with a name, but I would love to just live and call it. Every now and again, there's like that Facebook post that says this house has no electricity, no internet. Would you take $100,000 to live here? I'm always like, I would pay $100,000 right. to live there. Like, that sounds fine to me. Just Some a cabin Facebook in the woods. Are like so dumb. Yeah. Like, would you who take- would do this? Like, anybody. Yeah. Facebook is totally not a dumb pl- platform at all. No. Yeah, it's so good no. on every other so level. So good. So many dogs. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but there are. That's all Remember I when Facebook, Remember when Facebook was only kids? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, I think we're all right. We remember that. Like, we as I couldn't leaders, get in. Oh, I couldn't yeah. get in for a while because I wasn't. I didn't have a college. I was right in the sweet spot. So I was in seminary when it started, and you had to have a college address. Yeah. Oh, really? My seminary was also a college. Right. And so I had a college address that, like, a friend of mine in seminary who had come fresh out of college. I'd been out of college for three years, and um, so he's like, "Yeah, you should get on this thing called the Facebook." And the I was Facebook. Like, the I was like, Facebook. All right. And then I got on it, and then uh, I got on it. I was like, "This is dumb." Uh, and then I almost got on LinkedIn, but oh. Facebook was so dumb at first that I didn't get on LinkedIn. <laughs> Good. But then it became kind of fun. And then they opened it up to high school kids. Mm-hmm. And all of the college kids were like, what? How dare you let high school kids? But it was only high school kids and college kids were allowed to be on. Right. And then they opened it up to middle school kids. Mm-hmm. And all the middle school kids were like, eh. And all the high school kids were like, what? And then they opened it up to parents. And that's when everybody, and then everybody was like, oh, we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a sweet spot, especially in youth ministry. Yeah. When everybody was on Facebook and the parents weren't really yet. Yeah. And so anything you were doing youth ministry wise, you just posted on Facebook and everybody knew right away. Yep. And everybody would respond. Dope. You would post pictures of it and everybody's like, yes, this is great. Like it was, and it, but it was a small window of like three years. Yeah. Instagram is very much like that right now. Kind of, yeah. 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 I think there's too many platforms to be able to keep track of one thing. That's true. But you That's can't, true. yeah. And Instagram doesn't let you create a group like Facebook. Like Facebook, you could. You could create a group, but you almost, during that window, you didn't even really need to create a group. You just said, hey, everybody, you post it there and everybody would comment right away. And you would just say, tell me like what you're bringing or whatever. And it was a great, it was right when I started youth ministry. So I was like, oh man, this is going to be a piece of cake. Communication is like the easiest thing ever. And (laughs) And then then. three days or three years later, everybody was off Facebook and nobody responded to texts. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, oh, oh no, we have all the technology and no one uses it. (laughs) I'm a grandpa. I'm Jay. Oh, hi, I'm Jill. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. All right, so here we are. What's your podcast called? Wow, name it. Musings right now. of Musings of Jillian. Do you have to say it twice like that? Musings of Musings of Jillian. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. So there's Musings of Jillian's, Jillian, and then this is Musing musings on of, that. Musings on the Musings of Jillian. The, mu- the Museum of Jillian. The Museum. I that's know. exactly what I've been saying this okay. whole time. Yeah. I'm Tyler. I'm Jay. I'm Jill. And this is Roughing, Roughing the, the Pastor. Just I like don't really know okay. my surroundings, um, and I bumped. I like walked right in. The light like flashed on because no one's been in there in a while, and the um, what's it called? The paper towel dispenser was like. <laughs> oh, nice. That's mm-hmm. it. So the men's room does not you. have automatic lights, and the ladies' room no. apparently does. Yeah. I walk into that feeling like, like the door has closed because I just assume that there's going to be automatic lights and there's not and so then I'm suddenly what in the do you dark. Think? What do you think we're some sort of wealthy upper middle class congregation that can afford <laughs> they can automatic just, lights in every bathroom uh, Tyler? Come on. That, that's precisely what I think you guys are. <laughs> you know what? I think yeah. that says something that's only in the women's. Yeah. Not in the men's. Yeah. Huh? 
Oh, That's every outrageous. woman's bathroom. Is, yeah. I mean, th- there is there is a gender inequality in every aspect of our life. <laughs> it only goes in favor for women in one spot, yeah. and that's in the bathrooms. That's true. Men dominate every other aspect of society. You guys don't know about it, society. but it's there. You're right. Has there been... Oh, I totally don't know Have you been it. in a Nordstrom bathroom? No. What are I've they been like? In, I've been in, like, every church lady's oh. bathroom. Though. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good Is the measure. couch in the bathroom a frequent occurrence? Because I've seen no. a couple. Usually, a lot of times, there's, like, an antechamber. <laughs> it's, like, an entrance room. Just like it to, depends. Yeah, and, like, a couch and just, like, it's yeah. like, a, like a living room. But, like, who lounges the in the bathroom? Nobody. Like, Nobody. why is that? I think it's for ladies who, ladies in waiting, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't want to line to assemble. And yeah. And guys can get in and out. Guys aren't fraternizing. I don't know. That's true. The only places I've seen them are places that should not have yeah. that space. I've seen them in like churches seen, a lot. I've seen them in, I'm oh, sorry. I shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's the hard thing. That's why you the get table. the table. Yeah, okay. you get a chair. Well, that's a chair, yeah, but sure. <laughs> it is your chair. chair. Um, table. Uh, I've seen them in Nordstrom a lot, but no one goes in there, but they have really nice couches in there. Mm. And then in this really... You should just go to a Nordstrom and just hang out Honestly. on the couch. Well, time. and then I walk, every time I'm like, oh, I really need to go to the in. bathroom. I go in there. I'm like, oh, I should like spend some time in here. When this people, is like people nice. show up, you should be like, how's it going? <laughs> There's on how, your phone. How are you doing? Hey, how's it? You have a good you get time? today? Yeah. The ba- the men's room down by my office, they put like a little chair in, uh-huh. which I'm, why is that there? But Ed and I are like the only two guys on staff now. Yeah. So pretty reasonably, the only other person that could possibly be in there is him. So I'll go in and just sit just in the sit chair there. and wait till he comes out. Yeah. And be like, hey. You should be reading like a newspaper. Going? Yeah, right. Is it like an easy chair or like a no, stool? No, it's, it's like one of those hard wing back chairs, like, you know, like. Yeah, like it's wood. There's no padding. Like what absolutely would be at no a, comfort at a, at a like table. You know the chairs in my office. No. Okay. I have no frame of reference. Okay. <laughs> let's, take, let's gonna let's take a quick break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, so let's learn a little bit about our friend Jill. So Jill, uh, we have our standard questions, and I've added a couple to oh, our. Oh, I meant to. I meant to research just so I could like gum, come back with some th- so, gusto. Uh, do you know what your enneagram is? Yes. Oh wow. Well, we took that test a while ago. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I made you take um, it. Didn't I? And I was a three wing two. That's how Jimmy mm-hmm. knows it too, because however, I made Jimmy take it. Okay. However, yeah, we sat. Yeah, we, yeah. we talked about that for a long time. Yeah, however, I recently. Um, a couple months ago, I took I made a lot of my friends take it because I was very fascinated yeah. by it. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I found out since I was so close on both of those scales, I'm actually two wing three. Yeah. yeah. So which so makes sense. What is tell us what that means That's to why you? I had to, well, the two is a giver, so I just I just I do a lot for people. Yeah, you do in my life, and I and I enjoy that. And I get good stuff from that yeah you do i, I, I love that you're a good giver yeah. <laughs> but you're a very very generous nice person yeah what's I'm, the three the three is the performer right the like hyperactive go 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 <laughs> no, is that you're just describing me see is that like <laughs> i thought that's like a seven or an eight. Seven and three i always get confused on seven is the like grab life by the throat and yeah do everything it's the like yeah, yeah. adventurer extremist <laughs> I don't know what a three is. We don't know very see, much about the Enneagram. I know we ask this question a lot. See, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> hey, people who uh, know about the Enneagram, call yeah. in. Uh, yeah, yeah call in, in the show, Let us know. Five five five. Yeah. Five seven nine. <laughs> seven seven Fond- six, six seven, seven nine. Number. Gosh, that was ten numbers. It's eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred Empire. Oh Empire. man. <laughs> yeah. Call call today. All right. Uh, so, what's your Myers Briggs? Do you know that? Um, I believe it's E. Yep. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's ENFP. Yes, e- we are we are hitting yep. ENFP for like a perfect game. ENFP. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. I tend to only hang around with ENFPs. <laughs> <laughs> I found that in my life that that most of my most of my close friends are ENFPs. Uh, well, Jimmy and I aren't alike at all. So. No, 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 yeah, no, not so. at all. Not even. I mean, you definitely can't compare us yeah. at all. If you were Jimmy, you would be glistening right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'm not there yet. I am. Good grief. Yeah. It's hot in here. What is your Hogwarts house? Oh, um, it's Hufflepuff, but... Jay is a Hufflepuff. Are you a Hufflepuff? People. I am a yeah, Hufflepuff. Adrian is also a Hufflepuff. I don't know she, how I feel about that. Yeah, Adrian also <laughs> did not know how she felt about it. But everyone it. says that. Like, yeah. I, I just... I, you, I, so you... I've uh, taken... Pottermore confirmed I've, Hufflepuff. I've taken my Pottermore so and I says Hufflepuff. I identify as Ravenclaw, but I, and I think I, I said this before, but I have... Uh, Pottermore has put me in Gryffindor. Aren't you so special? I don't want to be in Gryffindor. <laughs> I feel like Gryffindor but I'm also half Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> what I had another. What uh, if you could go to any concert 
throughout history, where would it be? The time travel. Oh, time travel to I tried to think time. about that when I was listening to your podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I might have to agree with the Beatles rooftop concert because I grew up on the Beatles and just that would be. That would be. I just I one. just would want to see the Beatles. Like there's they're a completely different show than anything you could see now, obviously, because it was a different era. But yeah, they only know. did like five or six songs, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's, a, that's the beauty of it. Is it? That's yeah, that's enough. That's, okay, it's just a little glimpse. You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need to sit there I for guess two hours. It wouldn't be bad. Come it on, that's overkill. Bad. Yeah, they, uh, they they have to leave you wanting more. That is true. Yeah. Um, what would your um, superpower be? Oh gosh. Um. Mm, mm, oh, speaking different languages. Oh, being able to so just an actual like ability, mm-hmm. not a superpower. Just oh, oh yeah. Sorry, yeah. that's just something I <laughs> multilingual. <laughs> with with no, I mean, study like, and effort, you could have. You know that how you, you watch The Good Place? Yeah, it's such a good show. I know. Oh man, their last season's coming. Out. I know it's so great. Um, you know how in the beginning, um, like one of the first episodes, they were like Chidi's from wherever yeah, he's, he's from, from he's and from, he's uh, actually talking his like his like native yeah, language. He was speaking French. Because oh yeah, he's, French. He's from, You're right. I think. Uh, Guyana? No, where was he from? I don't remember. Nigeria? Because later they were just like, oh, they all speak yeah, English. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like, I could just talk to anybody. So, like Star Wars. And same with my yeah. my, yeah. my dog would uh, also be in that. Oh, mix. so the ability so being to, able talk to talk to, to animals. To all animals or just I would dog? be Snow White. <gasps> you sing to animals and they just do. I don't think she can understand what they say. You know, she just commands they, she them just with the power says, of yeah, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, why is she doing this? I guess we'll bring her a blanket. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is really funny, Maybe guys. she'll leave us alone. Let's watch this crazy lady. <laughs> these... I just opened my window. <laughs> <laughs> and my neighbors are... <laughs> keep calling the cops on me. All the birds keep coming. All the birds keep showing up. dying in there. Yeah. yeah really <laughs> like... But yeah, so that'd be it. That's a good one. I think it'd be cool. Like, yeah. talking to... I mean, they. I could like understand them, too. Jill, tell us about how you know us. Oh, yeah. What? You origin guys? story. Origin story. Origin story. How'd you get in this room? When I was a young lad, lady, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a conference that happens every year. Ah, yeah, it's yeah. called New Women's Admission Conference. And so I started going to it, and I was like... <laughs> and it's like a camp. It's like a camp. It's for, like, like, high school kids. Yeah. Even though it's all ages. Like, there's a program that's high school. It's for the high school. Yeah, yeah. And we were, and we were the largest. It was the largest yeah. group oh, yeah. on, the, on mm-hmm. campus. Mm-hmm. So I started going when I was in like tenth grade, and I was always like, a, I, I grew up in the church, you know, whatever. And I was like, I don't really know. But my sister had gone there for a few years, so I decided to check it out, and I loved it because the coolest people were running the high school program, and I slowly realized that was my home. Yeah. And so, what year was that? What year was tenth grade for you? Twenty ten. Must have been twenty ten. Twenty ten. Was it twenty ten? I don't know. It was before I moved. I moved. To or was it right before ninth grade? It might have been. You were still in Mooresville then. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I you were back. moving up here and I said, I'll gladly yeah. babysit your kids. And yeah. you were like, get that girl away from yeah. me. She's a little. You missed two years? I did. I did. So I went for about three, four years straight. And then I missed two years in yeah. a row. But I came on the weekends. I still came because I don't know. for the first several years was a high five. Was the hardest high five. Oh wow, that was. <laughs> We're further away than I thought we were. Everybody, I am. So oh no, 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 no. Wait, it's my no, left hand yeah. also. You can do it with your right hand. Flip I'll knock, you know I'm going to knock something. Yeah, great. Oh boy. We used to, like, you would, your goal was. No verbal communication. Yeah, and it, and it was like, <laughs> let me hurt my hand. Like, you were really trying mm-hmm. to hit high fives. And I was like, what is with this kid? This, this girl's crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's like desperate for high fives. And then um, he was like, she's okay. My hand does hurt right now. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, I really wish everybody could have seen the first one. The whiff. <laughs> it, was bad. it was priceless. It wasn't even the first one. Like, there was no contact. It no. Was, it was a total not, miss. It was so such a miss, it wasn't even a high five. It was um, just two people waving hands at each other really fast. So after uh, the two years that I had not been able to get to conference, I came back and I said, I want to be a counselor because I love the high school program and I want to give back and I love hanging out with kids. Was that in college that you didn't come back? When, when were your yeah, years Yeah, it was... Away? Um, uh, it must have been after my freshman year of college, so between freshman and sophomore and sophomore and junior. Okay. Maybe? Yeah. So then you went So you went to Messiah? I went to Messiah for a year. For what did you major in? Thought I was going to be a youth pastor because the only thing I knew growing up... Oh, oh my gosh, are you guys... 
Do you work in the church? A little bit. <laughs> From time to time. Dabble. Yeah. <laughs> so the only uh, thing I grew up knowing that I loved was going to youth group and hanging out with my church, my little tiny church family. And nice. I liked children and kids and hanging out with young people. Uh, so uh, when it was time for me to go to college and pick a college, I said, well, I know I like those things. So I guess I should just do that, right? So I was a youth pastor major, youth ministry, whatever, youth ministry major for two weeks. For two, two weeks. weeks. For two weeks. I always think that's a really interesting major. I, was, I would want to go back and just see what I could have learned because I, I no formal training. On no, this I think table. I think like today I could go and and like learn like the background of everything. But I, I could be a good youth pastor. But oh, I, yeah. So walking into um, a school that is very focused on faith that it's re- it's really real, pushed me away it's intimidating when you think like I, I grew up in church i know the bible and then you go to like a bible college or mm-hmm. like places where there's there are people who like know everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i stayed at messiah for a year <clears throat> this is a whole life story wait, wait, wait hang on no, let's go back back me up two weeks as a two youth weeks. ministry major what changed in those two weeks i was frightened okay so you just like I was like, I can do the kid part. I can do the like mentor part, but I cannot do the Bible part like yeah. that. I, so it was, I was not confident. Just like shouting out. When I realized like, I was not it ready. says in Psalm 75. Yeah. And, and I was like, like um, excuse There's me. 75 of these things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I think that I like, again, I could have done that in a different setting, I think, but it just wasn't right. I have always felt, and, and apologies to people who did major in Christian education or youth That's ministry. Tough. I feel like those majors in college are like majoring in swimming at a place that does not have a pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you can teach that stuff. Yeah. And I don't think, like I took a lot of education classes in college because I was a uh, high school teacher major. I did that too. Um, and those education classes were worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the student teaching was really good yeah. and really hard, but it was it, that's where I learned everything. But I had to take so many education classes and literally every single one of them was was a waste of time. Well, and this is, um, is going to sound arrogant too, yeah. which is funny given what I say, but I always find the people that come out of a, a specifically youth ministry undergrad are super arrogant yeah like they'll come up to me and be like let me tell you how to do youth ministry and i'm like uh, hey bro <laughs> like i've been doing it for 12 years yeah. like but yeah. they come with this like no i know what the right answer <laughs> yeah. is and i'm gonna charge through well, and it. i always thought that a better thing would be especially because youth ministry and any ministry really is learned yeah um on, Boots the on the ground. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's it's why I think college relational. is just weird in general. Well, yeah. college is good. I think the thing that's best for that kind of thing is major in anything else. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. Major in, I mean, accounting See? or psychology is probably a good one. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I majored in history, but because I was going to be a history teacher, but the, the, the life experience I had in majoring in real world things, I, I think the more, that's why a liberal arts education is really good because even if you know exactly what you want to do, having an education in something beyond just that. Yeah is really really helpful but it's not common these days anymore no, it's no. really looked down upon which is why i didn't i'm not confident so what was your you then went you moved to i had four different majors yep yeah total graduated in four years still so it's pretty impressive I, I didn't even do that um i after that i was undeclared most of the year while i was there trying to figure out what the heck i was doing um but messiah because it's like a christian school had this really cool program called htfs which is called um stands for human development and family sciences which is basically how to be a housewife oh um, which i love get your mrs degree yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so like i was really about it because like i I mean it dipped into like psychology and whatnot and so i was like yeah sure that makes sense like i could do that i understand that i'm good um and then i was like this isn't really gonna get me anywhere yeah um so it was fun. It was interesting, but that wasn't. I didn't feel like I was going to school for anything. Is like, that where you learned how to make a pot of soup? <laughs> <laughs> I can make a gosh darn good pot of soup. Ooh, what kind of soup would be your? Actually, I made soup de, de jour. De jour. Um, I made this chicken noodle soup once that is fantastic. With once, a soda on once the side. I was like, chicken noodle soup. <laughs> you know how, you know how chicken noodle soup is really hard to make because the noodles will suck up all the broth yeah. and they're just like this is pointless yeah well so my mom will always make it with like a bunch of veggies and stuff which is delicious yeah but i started making it with orzo which still sucks up the broth but it's so good and it's, it's orzo so is like a pasta it's like a it's it's similar to rice but it's a pasta yes yes yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. so good i'll pasta make it rice. sometimes but yeah. it's it's just so because you can put a bunch of different flavors in it and just spice it up, but I'm also just an American, so that's all I can do. I can't do anything fancy. 
but it will be really good chicken noodle soup. I love, I love, good, love good chicken noodle soup. So then, so you then leave Messiah. Yeah. Did you like religion is not for well? Me. Here's here's what I no here's what I did. I sat down with myself and I said, Jill, <laughs> company meeting. Um. Yeah. No. I so. I justified it by thinking I am a pretty good person and I feel like um, I can do my job as a religious human just by being a good person, um, which is weird to explain, but just go with me here. Yeah. And so when I was deciding to leave Messiah, I said, you know what, I did really well in a public high school with different people from different religions different yeah. backgrounds different whatever and i think that's a better place to put yourself in yeah, than just to be surrounded like what, by like 1500 people yeah it's yeah small. and your high school is four times the size of that <laughs> the my my high school graduating class is the same size size as my full college no as my graduating class and would have been in messiah too oh yeah so the same size but i, I mean when like, you go to college you expect it to be a little bit yeah more. north allegheny you so you went to north allegheny which is a mm-hmm. very big i went to north allegheny very big high school go tigers yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i kind of justified it as like i can do more in a open setting yeah so i don't know i thought i'd be wor- more worthwhile in public than hidden in you know you let your light shine in yeah. dark so what was your final major my final major was corporate communication and you transferred to duquesne university in pittsburgh i came back home yeah i was an education major for a year which i loved I wanted to be a middle school teacher. Yeah. Again, I could have been. I loved it. Would have been great. Um, I did do student teaching and I had a partner. You did student teaching? I did student teaching what for a semester. What was your topic? What was your it, focus? It was, a pro- it was a program they gave us. I think it was. No, I mean like what, what was your subject? I don't know. You it was, were just middle school? It was just school? a program. It was what? literally just a program. It was not like a specific. You weren't English or no. science or something? Oh, no. I wanted to teach social studies too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, All the cool kids. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the partner I had when we were doing this like program with these kids um, was not good with the kids, and I was like pretty pretty good. Like I can vibe with kids. Yeah, yeah. But like she was of course good at the classes, but yeah, that's why I think college is college is tricky because you can't just go in and be like I can do it perfectly. Like yeah. it's a experience. Yeah, you, you have know? to put and yourself in a learning position. Right? Yeah, and it's a relational job, mm-hmm. and you can't teach relationships. You have to demonstrate right. relationships. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, I ended up in communications because as much as I would have been decent at the other paths I tried to choose, I kind of wanted my options to be open whenever I, you know, grew up. So, yeah. Like, did you just transfer because the college did not? I love Messiah. Okay. So So for the record, I love Messiah College. I wish I got it. That's in Central. Messiah College is in right outside Harrisburg, the capital of Pennsylvania. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what and, an exciting place and i loved it um but it just did not work for me and i think that's because i had developed depression while i was there because i did not know what my life was oh. i did not understand it had you experienced that before no um i was very naive growing up yeah in a great way yeah like high school a lot of people say they hate high school i loved high school because like i just knew all these people and i rocked around and i played my violin over there and i went rowing over there and then i was helping in the musicals and that was super fun and then i went home to my family and that was it well, and that and, was just life and i have to say as someone who has known you for quite a while now mm-hmm. um and knew, knew you in high school mm-hmm. um That's so, true. so jill's uh potentially for all of high school if that was the case oh, yeah so, yeah jill's personality now is on par with her personality then Isn't and that, that she she is a bubbly effervescent person who bro- if you can't the room. tell yes yeah, yeah. brightens her like it, to have jill in the room makes makes everything more fun and so invite me over i have a for, dog especially for uh for a lot of people it seems like when you think of things like depression mm-hmm. you can picture the kind of person that would be depressed mm-hmm. and, and, it's Eeyore. Is, and it is Eeyore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a morose kind of like yeah. wah, wah, kind of person. And so to have someone who is always like the fun one who makes everything better, mm-hmm. uh, the pop rocks of the candy drawer, wow. um, to have to struggle with the, like, what was that? How did you come to terms with realizing that this is what you were going through? It's Especially tricky. if you hadn't really, yeah, experienced so i depression or like mental illness i guess you could say mental health yeah mental health qualms yeah run in my family um so i i knew of it i knew briefly of i've seen it um but i was always 
in denial that it could ever happen to me because I was very strong and funny and awesome. So, okay. and you're the youngest. Yeah, yeah. I'm the youngest, so of course I'm. In case that wasn't. Clear. I'm also the best. Um, so yeah, it was. I youngest think, of three. How old is your oldest sister? Uh, how much older than she? she's three or four years old? I have two older sisters. Yeah. How, um, how much older is the oldest one? Uh, the oldest one is 29. So 95. Five. Five. <laughs> Five we'll and a half. Five and a half. Five and I think it's like five and a half and yeah. like three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but where was I going? You distracted me. You're Don't ask youngest, me about numbers. You're the youngest. Things were always easy. Yeah. Things yeah. are always pretty easy. Things are, things made sense. I was I was kind of always the one who was like, everything's put together for me. Don't worry about life. Um, so I think um, it took me. Actually, I think I knew I, in freshman year of college is when I realized something was a little bit off. But I just kind of thought it was life, um, and what was that first feeling like when it first when you noticed like I was off? very sad. I cried a lot in my in my dorm room, and my friend would come back, and I'd be like, I wasn't crying. Don't look at me like that. And she'd be like, Are you good? And I'd be like, Don't look at me like that. And you know, but we're best friends now, so it's fine. Did you always whisper it like yeah, that? Yeah, I was like, yeah. Jamie, don't look at me like that. Hi, Jamie, I love you. Jamie was your Messiah. Yeah, roommate. Jamie was my Messiah. We oh. actually, also funny story. We, um, so we went to high school together, but we found out we were both. We chose our colleges, and we Jamie walked went in to high school with you. Jamie went to high school with me. What up, Jamie? <laughs> and um, we. I met, I met Jamie at the Rainbow Kitten Surprise, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jamie's cool. Um, so but she goes to the sanctuary. She goes to sanctuary with oh, Laura Bentley. She is on the board. Full she circle. loves sanctuary. We love dinner church. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we love that. Um, but anyways, so we both had applied to college had applied to messiah together i'm sorry this is gonna go all over the place no, that's good that's good aside applied to messiah together um we were like we're gonna choose our colleges this weekend we'll come back in monday and see where we're, we're going we're not gonna influence each other and we both walked in we were like i'm going to messiah i'm going to messiah i'm going to messiah and so it's really exciting and we picked each other's roommates and then they put jamie in a room with four other girls and me in a single by myself which i'm not gonna be by myself yeah. and i was like that's not gonna happen and we were like hello um we requested each other <laughs> and uh then they were like well we only have this single left so we lived in a single for all of Two freshman year in, in a bunk bed and we Aww. were supposed to switch um she slept on the top bunk i slept on the bottom we were gonna switch halfway through i never let that happen <laughs> did she keep saying like are we gonna switch this week you like one more week. yep <laughs> <laughs> sorry jamie one more week it's all right um Regardless, though, so I think I knew something was wrong, but I thought it was just like it had to do with like a relationship or whatnot. Like I, I just kind of pushed it aside as that. I didn't actually admit that I had some sort of mental instability until um, mid junior year. Mm. So mm. I transferred home. Everything was different. You know, I was still trying and to figure you out my were major. At Messiah for two and a half years. I was at Messiah for a year. Wait, mid, I transferred mid, home after freshman year. Okay. Oh. Um, so you you transferred home. Came, not knowing. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Knowing something was wrong, but I thought it was just like my school, so didn't know where I was going. So the was a jump forward in time, and now we're back. Yeah, sorry. MSI. <laughs> no, but yeah, so we finished MSI, we go to Duquesne for a year, a year and a half-ish, and then I was what, like... What made you come home from Messiah? I mean, like, it, but when you still haven't fully recognized this, you just, I'm sad I, all the time and I need to be home? No, I didn't. I didn't feel like I, I should be at school. I, I, I thought I had a lot of potential, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And I wanted to come home mm -hmm. and I wanted to maybe go to community college, maybe work like I needed to work through it or figure it out. But so. but you were thinking the sadness was just like a phase of mm -hmm. uncertainty. Mm -hmm. It's just like post high school. I don't know where my life is going yeah. to get it figured out. Yeah. Got it. And I was like, that's normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then junior year, I was like, oh, I'm like not doing well. And I keep myself very busy. As what you might know, but what kind of led, leads to that? Because like you've got the seeds there, and I think a lot of people that struggle with depression like mm -hmm. can't quite put their finger on what's going on. So like, how did you get to that discovery? I think something with me that kept me in denial for so long was be that I keep myself so busy. So I'm working, or I'm in school, or I'm I'm hanging out with friends or my family. Like I'm not giving myself the time to sit with myself and think or you know analyze myself like I just never I never like to do that so I think eventually I is this is this at the time or still this is at the time okay this oh. is it right here um so I, this is this is not a current reality necessarily no it's not well you have found I think ways I'm, to yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I don't want to jump in. Story, sorry no it's really that's difficult I'm no, tell, no, no. I tell no, very good. bad stories no you're telling a great story um 
we're I don't just, know. We're yeah, helping it, you tell it's, it like it's very it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people don't validate their po- potential depression um, as that. I think they just think it's sadness, and I think that's what I thought too. Hmm. Um, and I still to this day have a very hard time thinking that I have some sort of mental disease. I guess is what people classify it as, but. Um, because I am a bubbly person, and sometimes you get down, and that's normal, and that's valid, and that's fine. So, I don't know. It's, it's weird. You just kind of have to, I don't know, answer that for me. <laughs> so, what was it about the junior year that led you to seek it, to, to get to a place where you could say, I think I might have a problem? Actually, you know what? It was senior year. I just remembered. Okay. So, nothing, <laughs> so so nothing that junior year. It was two and a half. <laughs> more. No, it was that whole, I mean, all of college. Like, I was very involved loved it but also there was always something just not working always something holding that me down sadness, that sadness was still there yeah the whole time. uh-huh mm-hmm. weighing me down yeah. and um was it like a like a backpack i mean like and sa- backpack, weighing, I mean, like, backpack. <laughs> all right <laughs> was it i mean did it did it feel like a weight that was like yes. kind of okay yes uh, that i ignored yeah very well yeah um so senior year actually i think what helped me come to terms um, with my life was actually my trip to the Dominican Republic hey. um, because I was with good people, but I also had so much reflection time Shout out of to my the own. Dominican Republic. Shout out team. Um, <laughs> was that before the Guatemala trip? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you fly through DR to get to Guatemala? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we make so this, this so is easy. a trip, and, and so. Uh, d- d- just to, to put a little context around To remind it. you. Yeah. The, um, this is a trip from New Wilmington Mission Conference. Uh, they send a group of people every year, uh, like between six and eight college-age folks, to do a mission missionary uh, trip, basically. Experience. So yeah. to, it's not like a mission trip. It's you go and you do what a, what a mission coworker, yeah, a missionary, would with, do mm-hmm. for six weeks, for a month and a half. And yeah. you're with, uh, again, a team of six to eight other people. Yeah. Um, and your team had an awesome group of people I, yeah. we did I, I i to this day i'm so i'm so, i love my team first off no i was gonna say i <laughs> i i, I <laughs> it's, it's like a chicken and the egg kind of question mm-hmm. but like i've only been in new Wellington for like four or five years mm-hmm. your team stands out to me as one that gelled better than others best. oh sorry it hands down i was on one of these teams and their team was better even than my team i this think was the best it's team. because we focus so much on our relationship with yeah. each other not prior not you they know, had like a really great leader during, we, yeah, yeah. I mean, that and Rob, this isn't, yeah, this is not just to psych up Rob Bradford, no, but, but Rob Bradford knew what he had been on a trip. He knew yeah. what it was like, and he knew all of the people on the team mm-hmm. had had been their leaders in high school, yeah, and so had known each of these people for five years, like deeply, and so knew you know, what he, the and he's a he's an educator, and so I knew the the inter dynamics yeah. of these people and like encouraging of, tough conversations yeah. with each other yes yes uh, like uh, i think that really built us so after that like obviously that was a high of my life but i i think i sat down with myself a little bit more i was like okay i was i graduated oh my gosh it was after i graduated <laughs> my timeline is off <laughs> so it was after i graduated college and i was trying to figure myself out you know kind of back to square one and I have dreams, I have hopes, whatever, but I set myself up to be in a place where I could do whatever I wanted. Um, and I realized then that I was in this space with myself. Yeah. And I was not ready for that. Um, but that's when I said, you know what? I think I could use some help hmm. in a good way. And I got help. And so what did that so look like? What did it look like? Just for, I mean, like, I'm sure that there are other people who- I talked who- to my doctor. Okay. And Your regular doctor. My regular doctor. So I have a really good PCP. Yeah, you know me. Um, <laughs> and I'm so mad about that because the joke was in my head. You gotta have it ready. And it didn't come out. Oh, PCP. <laughs> um, so if you have a really good doctor that you trust and can have a conversation with, they will listen to you and guide you in the right direction. Think, you know, um, everyone's path is different, and I think that's important to highlight. Yeah. Uh, people can tell you what works for them, yeah. and it will totally not work for another person. Same with people in my family. Um, medicine that has not worked for them has worked for me, and that's really interesting. So it was a process. Um, it took about two years to get on the right medicine or get the right therapist. Like, it's not easy. Was that hard in that, like, I feel like a lot of people I know, again, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot Scared of people of it, I know. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, a stigma attached it to it. There is. 
There Did, was there was that there for you? It just kind of sounds like you were like, yeah, no, I'm going. So I am, um, uh, yeah. So before I accepted that something was off in my brain a little bit, I was very passionate about mental health, um, and I have been to this day. And I think I studied up on it so much and thought it was so important, and was always lifting each, like other people up who have suffered from these things and not really understanding it, but you know, trying to. Um, so I knew that that's not like something bad to look at. I think it's it's something you kind of just have to try it out. Like you kind of just have to be optimistic towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking to myself, actually, um, I think that depression is in a way my superpower. Ooh, Hey-o. I like that. Because because um, more so than speaking in multiple languages. <laughs> Though that is a very yeah. good one. Um, no, so obviously, like, depression can be looked at as just kind of like a flaw in an off thing. Um, but even though it's not something easy to admit to, to, to have in your life, I think the path that I've gone through overcoming it, not overcoming, it's still there, um, but, you know, living with it has gotten me to a place where I'm so much stronger than I was before not acknowledging it and not being able to, you know, accept myself as what I was. So I think in a way, like that's not a flaw that kind of, that has built me immensely more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that the, I, I, uh, it's, it's weird how therapy in any sense, Mm -hmm. um, feels like failing yeah and just feeling like i need to go to therapy or i need to do this like it seems like therapy is what you do when you need help right when you're broken when you need you need help because you couldn't have figured it out on your own it's not a doctor where like everybody has a body right and i can't help whether my body gets cancer or the flu Mm -hmm. or things like that like i can do my best to, to prepare my body to be ready but mental health, we have, for whatever reason, put the stigma on is like, mm-hmm. no, that's the stuff we take care of ourselves. Yeah. And therapy is for people who have screwed up on some level. And 100%, that is not true. Yeah, yeah. that's just Therapists no, are like not. doctors and dentists. We all have emotions and we need, we all need help. Mm-hmm. You can brush your teeth every day. You still need the dentist to, when you go, no one goes to the dentist and they go, what, you know what, your teeth are so clean. I'm not even going to scrape them today. <laughs> no fluoride for you. Right. Just to give you a teeth and send you on your way. Mm-hmm. They're still going to do the stuff that mm-hmm. they do because we are people who use our teeth to do stuff. And we are also people who use our emotions to do stuff. And we, re- we are in relationship with people. We live in a world where there's broken stuff. And even if you have good relationships, we live in a world that's broken and has terrible things happening. Mm-hmm. And how do we deal with all that without falling apart? And most of us just eat it. Mm-hmm. And especially people who have been the helpers who have been the servants and who have been the happy people Mm -hmm. that there are a few things. uh, My wife and I always kind of say that the the saddest, there's nothing sadder than a sad clown, Mm -hmm. not an actual clown. There's nothing worse than just, just we don't want to think about that. (laughs) The saddest movies, like whenever Bill Murray is sad in a movie, it's way sadder than like if Daniel Day Lewis is sad in a movie, like Daniel Day Lewis is just acting. Whereas Bill Murray, you go to that guy who you want, to tell you something funny mm-hmm. and he's like, I got nothing. Then that is just soul crushing. Yeah, exactly. And so when you have been that person, when you have been the comic relief mm-hmm. for your group of friends and, and then you, you feel like you're not allowed to have emotions mm-hmm. that aren't helping other people. That's tough. And especially like you combine those that helper with the, with the life of the party. Um, you can't even admit to yourself. Like even yeah. in those moments where you're crying to yourself, mm-hmm. you're just thinking like, I, I'll, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's um. Sorry, Jay. Hi. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I think that relates back to yeah my enneagram. Enneagram. So I'm a two, and I'm I'm a I'm a big giver. Love helping other people. Yeah. I love being there for other people. I love being the life of the party. I love making people laugh. And I can't be the best I can be until I'm the best I am for myself. No, I'm just laughing at my really slippy. I can't drink. be amazing. <laughs> you can't be amazing unless I'm amazing, and I can't be amazing unless you're amazing. So, but anyways, basically, it's important to look. Yeah, after if you're yourself. not healthy, <laughs> if you're not taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. you can't take care of others. Exactly, people. and 100% I th- true. and I think I always was like, yeah, well, I'm good, I'm good, I'm so fine. Like I take it's, showers. <laughs> it's the simple principle. <laughs> I have great hygiene. Yeah, that's the basic. <laughs> if as long as you've done that, then you're good. Yeah. Well, it's like the principle that seems that they say every time you're on a flight, mm-hmm. and it seems like a natural thing but also 
it seems like a natural thing once you've heard it. But before then, you're like, oh, of course. I yeah. So that when they the masks drop yep. and they say, put your own mask on before you help young kids. Mm-hmm. And I always think like, of course. But then I think if they hadn't told me that, I probably would put it on, especially if they're my kids. Yeah. I would totally yeah. put yeah. them on my kids before I'd put them on me. But the 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 simple truth of that is that you if you're in a situation them. where you need oxygen and you put it on them, you're going to go, like you cannot help them at all. And especially if it's a kid, if a kid passes out, you can help the kid. If you pass out, the kid cannot help you. Right. And you need to, in order to be the best helper yeah. you can be, you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially as helpers, as, as fixers, mm-hmm. uh, fixers don't want to deal with our stuff. No, because I'm our very stuff, bad at that. Because it might hurt somebody else yeah like it's a no yeah we can't do that yeah and I'm we sure cannot let that happen if i were you and maybe this was your case if i i when i hear your story of you crying in college and hiding it from your roommate <laughs> to me i'm thinking i would have thought i'm hiding it from my roommate because i don't want it to be their problem hmm. yes i don't want to yep. burden them mm-hmm. not like i'm embarrassed i don't see me when i'm yeah. when i'm vulnerable i just think like you know what you got enough stuff you don't and need this yeah you don't need to deal so with this how, and it's probably not a big thing anyway that's how like even in um uh, when I was in high school and whatnot, and I had like hard time at school, I wasn't very good at school. I didn't bring it to my parents because I was like, they have my sisters, they have other things to worry about. I'm yeah. good. I'm pretty independent. I'm fine, and I could have done better at school. I just didn't. I just didn't reach out, and that's yeah. also important to reach out to people. Yeah. First of all, I think. Bartleby should just interrupt Jill every time she says the wrong grade that she started. <laughs> yeah. this I have her transcripts right. <laughs> Turn Forgot I had to turn in my resume for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we do. We have pretty high standards. For <laughs> Background checks. Yeah, it is. Well, this is a, a question I'm scared to ask because I, I, I have a funny feeling I know the experience, but like you are part of a church or a spiritual tradition the whole way through this, and like you can kind of draw through lines through it. Messiah College and figured mm-hmm. stuff out on summer service. Uh, uh, what's the intersection for you between faith and mental health stuff? I think faith. I root my faith. In myself, does that sound bad? Yep. <laughs> wait, I wait. Just no, no, to, no. to the listener, the face that you were making was also the face that Joe was making. You actually said that when you just go, huh? huh? That's, that was the face you made. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. So I've always like held myself up. So like my own faith has been, you know, my own little cloud over my head. Like how I understand things, how I perceive things, how you know. Does that it's make a, sense? It's a that makes better yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> but so like going through, like I grew up in the church, but my family slowly grew away from the church, but I was still there. So it was kind of like, okay, this is my own journey. Yeah. Figuring this out. Went to a Christian school. Things didn't make sense. People were smarter than me when it came to Jesus. And I was like, oh no, that's not good. So that kind of <laughs> fell away when things started happening. So that mm-hmm. was, that was a hard disconnection for me. But, um, before I even went to the Dominican and had that whole other journey, I was a counselor. And I was very scared to be a counselor for girls counselor at, at New Wilmington. At New Wilmington, yeah, at New Wilmington yeah. Mission Conference. Um, Which and again is like a camp. So imagine yes. like being a camp counselor for like high school kids in okay. a college dorm. In a representation where you are supposed to guide them through their questions and through their, yeah. you know, but we all have questions, so it's okay. Um, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, I hope so, or we don't have much of a podcast. Right, life. that's yeah. true. You were also, I mean, in that you were and and have been a very good counselor too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like there are a lot of people who are counselors like yeah, it's just fun having a month yeah. off. But like you were an exceptional. So counselor. I think, and I think for those four or five years, I was processing everything, but also not being not digging deep. Not mm-hmm. di- I didn't mm-hmm. want to face the uncertainty yeah. of whatever could be, even though I know that's okay totally totally cool um and i think i've balanced myself the past two three years now i'm getting back on my own headspace and getting back on a you know a level ground where i can like reroute myself so i think i was kind of just floating for years and i always knew like i was i was rooted in my faith but it was over here it was never gonna leave kind of like my dog i never denied anything but mm. I was like, you know what? I need to figure this out. I yeah. need to like sit back, see what's happening in my life, and go from there. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Help me. No, that makes sense. <laughs> I, 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 the thing I was, I worry about. The reason I started that by saying I was scared is mm-hmm. there is a certain segment of the Christian tradition. I might get in trouble for even bringing this up, but that says like you don't need 
therapist. You don't need medicine. You right. don't need, if you just pray a little bit harder. No. Um, it doesn't sound like that was ever a piece of your story. Um, but like that's out there in I, not helpful ways. No, yeah, I think so. When I was, but before I decided to reach out to my doctor and whatnot, I would sit down and pray. I was like, I don't really know where this is going. I don't really, I wasn't good at praying because I'd always open my eyes and I was like, I can't, I'm not even doing it right. Like this doesn't even count. Like this isn't going to work if I'm not doing it right. So I think that was something. And I think the whole stigma, stigma, stigma that was put on me, um, being at the Christian school, um, was that I was not good a good enough Christian. Hmm. So I kind of was like Did you get that impression from other folks? Yes. Or you put that yeah, okay. Yes. I put that on myself. Yeah. Um but so so when it came to how to fix me, I was like, well, I have to do this unconventionally because I'm not gonna be able to connect those dots if I'm not doing it right. Yeah. You know? So that was that was tough. And I was always the person in high school and they'd be like, um, at little like mission groups for high schoolers and middle schoolers, they'd be like 70% of high schoolers lose their faith once they go to college. And I was like, that's not going to be me. <laughs> I was like, no, like I've heard that before and it's not going to be me. And it was, and it's because, you know, it's a whole different part of life. And yeah. and I think what's beautiful about that is I went through a up and down all around and I came back out and you know, I think I learned more in the end, even though it's and when you're in it, it feels like everything's lost. Hmm. Which is also depression, by the way. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, you started this off uh, by saying depression is a superpower. It is. How do you feel empowered by your depression now? Um, I feel like I live with it now in a healthy way. Um, so I know it's there. Um, I know it's not just going to disappear. Uh, but I. So not being able to get rid of it. Not being able to get rid of it. Doesn't mean that you haven't yeah. succeeded. Yeah. 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 Um, so being able to manage myself, being able to, I've gotten back to my high schooly roots of my happy go lucky self. And, um, you know, there's ups and downs in that I've definitely matured, but you know, I'm me and that's all that matters. And that's really great. And I think where I've gotten, I can help other people better. Yeah. And that's why it's my superpower. Where does, uh, you can fill in the gaps. Yeah. Now, now (laughs) that, now that you've ended up kind of landed at this place, Mm -hmm. um, with that journey, both through recognition of, of depression and kind of dealing with your personal stuff and then uh, coming to terms with your faith at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how, where are those th- two things intersecting now? I don't know. I feel like I have more of myself to put into my journey, my learning, my, my own. Do you I can f- put do you more of like myself into my you're more discovering, okay. my knowledge, my you know, like I wasn't able to sit down and be like, oh, I don't know the Bible like these people, but how am I, how is my faith rooted and whatnot? And so like there's an authenticity, <laughs> like, you know, yourself. better, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Because this part of you has been part of you for a while, mm-hmm. but you ignored it for a yes. long time or yes. denied it. And, and I think that's also why I denied, not denied, but was shied from my faith is it's like embarrassing like you don't want to connect those two things like oh i'm down and i'm not gonna be good like church goer right now like i'm just not gonna be able to be well and that experience i think is a a share the experience that you had of not knowing as much as the super biblical people did Mm -hmm. i think is a common experience that people have in college which is often what makes them fall away it's less uh, some professors as god is dead yeah Uh, and more just like someone saying i know the bible really well and you realize like i don't i don't uh, i I think and so therefore i guess i'm not able like it it most people's faith fades away yeah rather like like a like a like a stamp like a like a temporary tattoo Mm -hmm. like it just one day you realize it's not there anymore Mm -hmm. instead of being ripped off i i I figured it out yeah I'm going to do something with my what hands. Guys, watch. Okay. Guys, watch. Okay, everyone watch. Um, so when you grow up in the church, you grow up in Bible school and everything, and you learn all the stories, and you get to this peak, and you're like, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Everything makes sense. Cool? You yeah. see how this, yeah. I have this cone? It's, it's, it's a mountain. Yeah, buddy, it's home. a mountain, it's actually. It's similar to the symbol that Jay-Z used to make but yeah. this, in his concerts. But this... <laughs> but this, um, the surface of it is thin. Yeah. It's built hmm. up. Yeah. It makes sense. But you're not underneath it. You need like so. I, everything it's was mountain ca- shaped. It's mountain shaped, but it's hollow. It's like an ice cream cone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And then no, it melts, no, no. and then you're like, okay, here's what I know. I need to. I want to learn. 
I don't want to just learn the stories. I want to perceive. I want to I want to think. I want to dive into these elements of my life and I'm now ready to do that. I think that's kind of where it is. So it's been like, okay, I have this. I'm going to start from the ground up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cool. Well, and I think part of that too, uh, at least in my experience, once you realize that the, the, the thing that intimidated you about the other folks at college, the, the, like all-star Christians is they didn't necessarily. <laughs> the cool kids. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot Messiah. of, uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot Messiah. of, hey, no. oftentimes a lot of their overwhelming knowledge was less an awareness of their actual faith and more exactly. just like a Bible knowledge. Yeah. Like, to get back to well, the, I didn't get that then. I, I was like, gosh darn it. My yeah, whole like, my whole life is a lie. Is. Yeah. <laughs> what is Psalm 72? I don't know. Saying it. I, okay. don't know I said 75 last time. I don't um, know what any of the Psalms are. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to take tests on it. One I know the ones like, I have. What Psalm is this? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of the, one of the ones in the Bible. It's like, yeah, sorry, go. I know 23. That's, that, that's the very danger of intellectualizing faith Mm -hmm. is that there can be people that are good at it and people that are bad at it. And it's like, that's not helpful. Faith is relationship, right? So like, how can you be better at relationship than somebody else? Unless you're just totally checked out to it. And it's when you Um, trivialize it, literally turn it into trivia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's like my knowledge of, uh, like internet movie database that's in my head is a helpful like bar. (laughs) You really do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's like great for like a bar trivia night. It's not it's great for hanging out with Jimmy. Yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily great for relational stuff unless like yep. it's, it's needed, mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the group. But it, that doesn't mean that I know how to make a movie or I can really, like, it's not connecting with people. And there's a lot of people who have trivialized the Bible to the much so that they know the trivia of the Bible. They can tell you the verse number of any different thing, but they, they don't can't tell you know how the they feel. Of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and no. maybe they could, but that doesn't, those two things are not connected. Mm-hmm. And so to have an external, like, uh, knowledge of scripture does not mean that you have a wisdom Mm -hmm. of faith Mm -hmm. and those two things are very separate and that god is asking us for relationship it's not that the trivia is bad but the trivia is not what god is asking Mm -hmm. for right i think that's also why my depression is my superpower is because i'm in touch with my emotions to an Mm. extreme level Mm -hmm. which can Mm be overwhelming but i think having a grip on it is very powerful yeah you're like a super taster but with feelings yeah (laughs) Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for me. Jake, so it's been... a good question. Twitter question for today. I, I would say uh, for a Twitter question, where is the intersection for you between faith and mental health? And that is not limited to people who have mental health illnesses or disorders like depression, anxiety, whatever. But like we all have mental health, mm-hmm. right? Yes. right? Like it's all part of it. So where is for you the intersection of what your faith says and what your emotional self is feeling. Yeah. Well, that, just, that'll be easy to do in 280 characters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah right. super easy. Guys. I would also just say kind of almost as a public service announcement, if you are thinking like, I think all of us at this table, at least the two of us definitely, mm-hmm. um, felt at one point, oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that, uh, that I don't have any mental health uh, concerns or, or emotional mm-hmm. issues. Um, I can just like either move past these or I can just get over it or that's just this. Um, that is not true. Mm-hmm. No. Like everybody has mental stuff that you need help with. Asking for help. Have someone you can talk Asking to. Asking for a friend too. Yes. I mean, talk to your friends about it and not just. It doesn't have to be a, a mental health issue. It yes. can be I need someone to talk to. People need people. And almost yeah. if you have insurance, most insurances will pay that's for therapy. But tell somebody. Yeah. I mean, even if, even if the most you can do is not coming to us as your therapist, but telling us I have a problem. Like if you have yeah. a relationship with any of the three of us, uh, let us. And, Probably and, none and, of you listening to this yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't want to talk about it to somebody. At least say like, hey, I think I have a problem. Or I have this that I can't get past. Or just like, like, Joe, it like out, man. I've been sad yeah. for two years. Yeah. And I'm happy still Actually, in the midst remember of it. Actually, it was remember like seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bartle- yeah. Math. Never mind. Two. Bartleby. Bartleby? Set, the, set the record straight on that. <laughs> um, come see us. We're doing a live show in New Wilmington. Um, yeah. It's on the 24th. Yep. Wednesday. Yep. Uh, it's coming up in uh, soon, like right right now. So come right now. To, yeah. Come on to down. Join us. Uh, we'll be uh, New Wilmington, Pennsylvania, on the Westminster College campus. Uh, we'll be in McKelvey Lounge. Certainly. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Somewhere in there. We'll okay. Because yeah, it's air conditioned, and I <laughs> demand taking it all yeah. full circle. We'll be in one of the theater places. I think we're in that theater place that has the seats that's like tiered. That's oh, nice. across the way from where we usually. That feels professional. Yeah. 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 So. Um, is that the whole thing's called McKelvey, right? The whole building? Sure. Yeah, we're in that big building. The main You building. went there, I don't know. It wasn't there when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. 
yeah, so join us there. We're going to do a live show. Mm. Uh, if you can't join us there, you'll hear the live show a couple weeks later yeah. as we put it out. Yeah. Um, well, Amen. I've been Jay. And I've been Tyler. I've been Jill. Welcome. Thanks for coming to my podcast. Yeah. And so this has been Museums <laughs> of Jill. Jill. Museums of Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you're going to end it? <laughs>